Alpaca is a developer for startup focused on building open APIs for stock and crypto trading, investing, and embedding. You can learn more by visiting our website at alpaca.markets. You can also find us on Twitter at alpacaweb3 or join our Discord community also with the invite link at alpacaweb3. Hello, I'm Mariangela Martinez, Content Marketing Specialist at Alpaca, and this is Jason Shu, Crypto Growth Manager at Alpaca. Hello, um, I'm incredibly outnumbered today, but we need we need more of that. <laughs> That's right. Okay, we will be hosting today's podcast on ways to learn about crypto and Web3, as well as where is crypto going. We have two guests today, and our guests are Xing Ying Ong, co-founder of CryptoLingo DAO, and Amy Soon, founder of Blue DAO. CryptoLingo DAO is an organization created to break the language barriers in the Web3 space, targeting non-English speakers all around the world. Blue DAO has a mission of empowering women, non-binaries, and allies to achieve financial freedom in the Web3 space through learning, earning, and playing. I just want to say before we start that any topic talked about in this podcast is not financial investment and or tax advice. We encourage our listeners to seek individual advice should they deem it necessary. So, uh, Xing, do you want to tell me a little bit about yourself? All right. Thank you so much, Jason and Mary Angela, for inviting us to the podcast. I'm Xing, the co-founder of CryptoLingo DAO. I originally grew up in Malaysia, but now currently living in New York City. So excited to be here. Awesome. The Big Apple. Perfect. What about you, Amy? Hi, super excited to be on my very first podcast as well. Uh, I also am from Malaysia. Shing and I actually go way back. We're best friends from college. We're still best friends, <laughs> which is an achievement. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now we're in the Web3 space building our DAOs together. So this is super exciting. Um, I was an actuary back back in my previous life, working on Fortune 500, uh, consulting Fortune 500 companies. And now I am leading and running Blue DAO, uh, a DAO to empower women, non-binaries and allies into the Web3 space. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it's great to hear that you guys are best friends and grew up together. And now you're both in this industry together. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to start with a few questions uh, for you, Xing, first. So tell me, what is your background in fintech and how did you end up in the financial industry? Honestly, um, right now I think about it. Growing up, like financial stuff, like I don't really know too much about finance until you know I was in college when I came here. I also have a background in actuary. Yeah, I love. I know I love math. I love love looking at numbers. That's all I know in high school. So I got myself into the um, actual industry, working for another five, uh, Fortune five hundred company as well. And fast forward right now, um, being as an investor learning how to invest where you know uh i would say growing and working at, at the beginning you never really know how to invest and what to invest and you're just really focusing on building your career so when i started learning how to invest when i started learning what uh, cryptocurrency is i sort of get a lot more interested in learning the space and like web3 and what really is what really cryptocurrency is so that kind of got me curious 
And how I got involved is I actually went to very recently went to East Denver, where I really get myself dip my toes in learning what actually Web three is and what initially what really DAO is. Um, so that is how I actually got myself into it. To, into it because the space is very open, is very new, and I and being being part of a, one of the I would say being part of uh, out at first uh, with Amy. And I learned that this space is just full of different opportunities to learn. So I just want to learn more in Web3. So I kind of got myself into that space. Hopefully that kind of answered the questions just so step by step, because I always love numbers and that just kind of get, just kind of flow into this Web3 space unintentionally um, because there's so much stuff to learn in the space. That's right. I feel like you never like finish learning, you know, there's always something coming up and, and you keep learning more. And what made you want to start CryptoLingo DAO? So initially how I got approached is when CryptoLingo DAO, um, when we started, it's focusing on non-English speakers. I'm very passionate um, in my own language because my main language, my main, I would say my main first language is actually Mandarin, Chinese, and a bunch of different dialects in Chinese. So I'm not, um, my English is not my first language. So when, we, when um, the founder approached me, uh, my two other uh, signatory, which now we change it from governors, approached me in wanting to lead the Mandarin space, I immediately say yes, because education is very important to um, everyone. We like, just like you say before, we never stop learning. So learning in um, specifically our own language, I find it very challenging at the beginning when I came to the United States, because English is not my first language, and a lot of times I have to translate every single word. And what we have researched, actually, most of it, most of it, if you look at our proposal, most of the users right now in Web three um, is actually like about seventy four percent is actually non English speaker on the internet. And nowadays in CryptoLingo, I mean, sorry, nowadays in Web three, most of the education is in English. I'm very passionate about reaching different community and especially the world that has kind of left behind. And another, all the all governors as well, they, some of them speak, one of them speaks Spanish and one of them speaks Portuguese. And we wanted to just touch on our, I would say our community learning crypto in our own specific language so that they could actually get the education as well so that, not, so that we can reach the non-English speakers. So that's kind of how we started we just wanted to reach our community and give something back to the community where they could actually learn something and not left behind. So, um, yeah, like being from Malaysia, did you feel like you had more disadvantages than English speakers? So I would say, I wouldn't say um, I have more disadvantage than um, English speaker, but one of the things being in Malaysia, uh, in crypto world itself, it's, education right there makes everything is very new starts from here not a lot of people in malaysia uh, understands what web3 really is and that's why it that i would say that probably creates some sort of like a i would say disadvantage in a in a way that because not a lot of web3 information is being passed to malaysia but it's because we in malaysia we have multi-language we do speak english um, it does helps in a little bit in, in a way that we are able to learn 
all the education now in English, but because there's really not a lot of organizations right there in Malaysia that actually educate Web3 as much as, you know, in the United States, uh, there are so many conferences and people are, a lot of companies started from the United States. So that, I would say a little bit of disadvantage is more on the education wise. Whereas speaking wise, um, since we are multilingual, uh, we are not so far, you know, not so far behind the world. That's um, that's my opinion right there. But in in some area where like financial wise, because I would say education right now, not just in Malaysia, a lot of people, a lot of education did not educate. You know, how do we invest? How um, crypto really really work it is that is more like a disadvantage right now where where people just don't know what exactly investment is and what exactly web3 is because the education nowadays are just mostly just very web2 and how how we you know look at bookkeeping things like that that we earn depends on what area you're in right now yeah i mean and i also think like growing up you know you go to middle school and high school they don't teach you about financial stuff at all like everything that I learn it because I research you know it's not there's no like financial classes or tax advice you know like tax yes like nowadays like tax being like even tax advice there's nothing in school that you actually teach you you actually have to learn on your own when you start making money and uh like how does tax really work how do you invest in the right stock right crypto uh nothing in the education right now actually educate you on what yeah, you're supposed to right. do. Very true. Um, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the company. Where, What stage is it in right now? So right now, we actually just started not long ago about, oh my gosh, it's about a month ago now. I just I just suddenly kind of have this uh, turn to see where we are. We're about a month ago where we actually, uh, it was born in under Blue Dow. It was born under Blue Dow where it's in Eve Rio where they went about a little bit more than a month ago, where we just received um, funding, $10,000 funding to start the DAO. So right now we are still on the building phase where we wanted to create a channel on YouTube to educate people on what uh, very basic stuff, like education thing from literally what is cryptocurrency to what is Web3, very basic to hopefully eventually to, to teach you how to actually build a DAO. So we are actually starting and launching really, really soon in probably less than a week. We're going to start with our YouTube channel first, where we're going to launch a few videos in our own native language, where I am taking care of the Mandarin language and two of my other signatory will take care of the Spanish and Portuguese. So that's where we started off first. But eventually we wanted to bring in more speakers, such as you know Arabic, French, and we're still working on that. So we're currently creating a lot of content and just enrolling people into joining our mission to educate non-native, uh, non-English speakers to be part of our uh, DAO. Wow, that's really cool. I think you'll have a big audience because there's so many people that, that want to learn about it. Yeah, we're very excited about it. Congratulations. Well, let us know when you launch it. <laughs> of, of course, I'll let you guys, all of you know, um, it will be launching definitely in, in a week. Well, our website, our Telegram, our Instagram, Twitter, they're all, they're all up. It's all crypto lingo now. So hopefully you can get to join us and follow us on our, our social media. Awesome. So when this podcast yeah. comes out, you guys will be launched. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more. Um, I read that you have three company mandates. 
education, inclusion, and gamifying. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yes. So education, obviously, it's um, pretty obvious where we, right now, Web3 is just so new. And literally a few months ago, I have no idea about it. But with all these um, resources out there, uh, we get to educate us right now and going to conferences, going to all this, like, you know, EVRIO, Amsterdam. Um, I unfortunately wasn't able to be there, but there are so many things that we're able to educate ourselves. So in CryptoLingo, we believe that education is one of the most powerful tools. So we wanted to create very basic uh, stuff because sometimes when I go to conferences, things can get very overwhelmed when you're a crypto baby. When I walk into a conference, I literally have no idea what Web3 is. And nobody was able to explain the basics. So we believe that starting from basic is a really powerful tool to enroll more people. They are very interested in the space that feel a little bit intimidated to come into Web3 space. So education, you never stop learning. So hopefully when they can follow us through the journey and eventually get more and more comfortable into the Web3 space. Whereas inclusion, definitely it's we want to include everyone in the world that in order to to do that we want to break the language barrier so the content that uh, is unavailable in i would say that's unavailable in their native language we are hoping that we can educate them in their own native language so that they don't feel intimidated to come into the space because just because they don't speak english that is one of the um, our, our mandate we want to educate we also want to include everyone to be inclusive in this web three space well gamifying is because education sometimes people get intimidated so we want to make it fun so actually our goal is to eventually build an app so if you all of you know duolingo crypto lingo name kind of born from that where we wanted instead of duolingo it's crypto lingo where there's an app in multi-language where we want to build a space to actually learn with playing games so just for example like if you know duolingo you learn when i was learning spanish i was playing the game all this and then you sort of level up you get some coins something and then it just makes it really fun and makes learning a new language really fun so web3 is a new language so we wanted to educate uh, web3 in in some sort of app that is our long-term goal so that you can learn and educate in a fun way through that app so with that app, when you learn and it, when you when you were playing that game, you earn some our tokens, our lingo tokens, uh, eventually, so that you can lo- use our tokens to vote. Or we're still figuring that out. So that is why we wanted to make it really, really fun as well. Cool. Yeah. No, I wanted to learn about how to learn the the social token, but it's just playing and and leveling up, right? Yeah, that is part of our uh, goal. So when you play and Maybe after this level, you earn some sort of tokens. And with that tokens, you, you may be able to use it in certain events, come to our events or apply through certain scholarships. So we're figuring out our tokenomics as of right now. So we don't really have an exact number. So that is how uh, one of the way to earn the, the uh, our coins, our, sorry, link, our tokens, not coins. <laughs> our tokens is one of it to eventually p- play in our app to learn and level up in your in one level and it go to another mission nice okay good to yeah. know I'll, I'll play and get some yeah, <laughs> yeah we're building we're, in, we're uh, in the process of building the app 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Shane. So, um, Amy, going with you a little bit, so can you tell me a little bit of what is your background in fintech and how you ended up in the financial industry? <laughs> do you want the one-line answer or do you want the story? <laughs> um, in between. Let's do in between. In between. Okay, let's see. Hmm. So, I guess the story, uh, the in-between would be my uh, my parents used to argue a lot about money growing up. So as a kid, I actually made money wrong. And I told myself that money was not the most important thing in the world. And little did I know it was the only thing driving my life. So I did some inner work a few years ago, which was when I discovered my blind spots. So despite being a consultant as an actuary, helping Fortune 500 companies with their money, I didn't invest my own money for over 10 years. So when I did the work, I realized I was afraid to invest my own money because I was afraid to make money important. Long story short, when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, I got 10 years to catch up. <laughs> and that was the point, the turning point of my life where I started to kind of learn everything I could about investing. And I think that was probably the, the start of my fintech experience as an investor, a woman investor. That, that's cool. Yeah, money can be, yeah a risky subject and definitely scary. So what made you start Blue Dow? Um, so when I was, let's see, I, I think it was last year during COVID, uh, I actually uh, was depressed. I took time off from work just to kind of like, you know, recover and heal myself. But in that moment, I got invited slash crashed a crypto happy hour <laughs> in New York City. And at that point, as I told you, I've been learning everything I could about investing. So I was trading and investing crypto for, you know, 12 to 18 months by that point. So here I am in this crypto happy hour at Terra. Actually, I started meeting all these founders, all these geniuses behind all these projects. And it was such an inclusive culture, Mariangela. They, they were so smart, yet so humble and inclusive, and they're all super passionate about their projects. It was such a different environment. And I was, I remember at that point, I was like, what is this space? I love it. I feel like home now. And I told myself that I was going to build a career in Web3. Fast forward two, three months later, um, I got a, a book deal with Harmony One, uh, an amazing project, by the way. They, they gave me... Um, a book deal. I wrote a book for Harmony. And at that point, my life had completely turned. I felt like a butterfly. I went through my metamorphosis and now I've recreated my whole career and my whole self. And I wanted to recreate that experience for other women to enter Web3 space. And that's how I started Blue Dow. Wow. Okay. I definitely want to know more about your, your book, but let me focus first on your experience in crypto. Um, so you were in, in East Denver and you just came back from East Amsterdam, right? Correct. Yeah. So was it different from uh, years ago, if you've noticed, like from the way you were treated or from the percentage of women going there? Has it changed or what, what do you feel? So I've never been to any Ethereum conferences prior to East Denver. So the first conference I went to was East Denver this year itself. Um, so I can't compare to prior years. 
Um, but what I've heard from other member, uh, other crypto conference goers in Amsterdam, I asked this person, I'm like, oh, how, how has the woman ratio changed? And he mentioned that it's getting better. I think a year ago, it was probably like 85% men, 15% women. And then this year, he said it was closer to maybe like 75-25, which is great. They, they have been a lot of women-led DAOs and projects um, kind of sprouting across the board. And so that's good. Together, we can collaborate and really improve that metric. Yeah. Are you two going to consensus? So we haven't discussed consensus. It's not on our roadmap right now. Uh, Blue Dow sponsors uh, scholars across different conferences around the world. We're going to at least eight countries this year. Uh, right now, we are looking to go to um, permissionless in Miami. Consensus, I believe, is the following month, which we might not be going because we will be in NFT and ETH New York City. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people that are going to both Consensus and NFT NYC. Mm. Uh, very different crowds. Yeah, yeah. And um, we'll, we'll have a booth there. Um, we're also talking to an actual alpaca farm nearby, so you guys can come pet real alpacas. Oh, so cute! Wait, alpaca <laughs> in in Texas? Yeah, yeah, in Austin. <laughs> I was gonna ask. <laughs> Do you import them from Latin America? <laughs> uh, it's actually, I guess, uberable from uh, from the from, from the convention <laughs> oh center. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. That's great. Now, now I feel yeah. like we should go. <laughs> Shing and I. <laughs> Yeah, maybe just maybe just us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. Let's see. So tell me um, a little bit more about the book, Create Wealth in Harmony. When is it coming out? What is it about? What inspired you to write it? Sure. Uh, so I was in the middle of Times Square. Uh, Harmony One was launching their campaign, Create Wealth in Harmony. So they had uh, two massive billboards <laughs> that they uh, basically shared the video that they made. And the video was about uh, creating wealth in harmony where anybody should feel that they can create wealth. You know, no permission needed, no, no prior uh, experiences or skill set. All it, it, it requires is your passion and your desire to show the world uh, through your eyes. Um, I think, but the idea is that we should be building bridges, not walls. And I think that's the ethos of Web3, being collaborative, inclusive, and that anyone can achieve wealth. And when I saw that, I, I told the founder, uh, Stephen Lee, I said that we actually have a similar mission. Um, at that point, I was running my Web2 personal finance company with my sister, Money Boss. And um, Create Web and Harmony is something that's very close to my heart. Uh, as I shared a little bit earlier, um, my family used to argue a lot about money, and I lost my mom on my birthday six years ago. And until the day she died, she was still worried about money. So it's something that's really deep in my heart. And I really, you know, I now that I have the tools to liberate her, uh, you know, through money IQ and money EQ, uh, psychology of human beings, I'm too late to to save her. I'm too late to liberate her. So it has become my personal mission to liberate other families and to empower more women to be free. And so that was my inspiration to write the book. Um, when I shared this with Harmony, they, they proposed that we collaborated to write the book together. 
And so we printed a thousand copies. It was a soft launch at Eve Denver. We gave it out in Eve Denver. But that was just a soft copy and it's open source. <laughs> in other words, you can find it on how many tweets on my Twitter account as well. Because we're following the ethos of Web3, I'm now gathering community feedback. I would love it if you guys read it too and let me know what you think. And then um, over the next two months, I'll be rewriting the third section because now that I have a lot more, um, a lot, and when I say a lot, I mean like three months. <laughs> now that I have three more months of experience in the Web3 space, I'll be rewriting the third section on crypto wealth. Then I plan to launch it um, later this year, maybe in Q3 or Q4 on mainstream publishing. Cool. I mean, three months of experience is a lot. Exactly. In the Web3 space, correct. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Definitely gonna, gonna read it. Thank you. Um, so let's see, Sheng, I have a few questions for you. Tell me, what do you find most appealing in crypto and Web3? Why, why not stocks? Ooh, that, uh, in my opinion, I have probably have to break it down to a few. For example, just like in investing. Investing, b before I got into creating a DAO, into building a DAO in Web3, I'm just mainly investing in stocks first. Because that's when you started learning how to buy a few stocks just to get you know, grow your money. And then when crypto comes to space, where as I'm not sure everyone know about this i personally it's my opinion personally feel that crypto is actually a lot more volatile than stocks but that creates a little bit more excitement when you are into you know a little bit more on like a certain short-term investment i'm not saying that you are you're not able to hold crypto in long term it's just mainly saying that based on the volatility if you look at the chart comparing to stocks they are very different. Where first thing, crypto, you can trade 24 hours. Stock is really based on just the stock market, Monday to Friday, I believe in 9.30 to 4.30, somewhere there. And and basically the weekend, you are not allowed to trade. Whereas crypto, it's very, obviously it's focusing on Web3. It's very, very different than stocks. So that is probably the volatile, volatility excites me to take a little bit more risk than um, stocks. Some of the stocks are volatile, so it depends on what stocks. So I can't go into too specific right here. It's just mainly my own opinion. Obviously, investments, like you say, investments, the advice, um, it's just mainly pure my based on my opinion. So I say what excites me on is just because it's very, very new. Right now, every everyone has started learning about crypto. So that excites me to learn about all the cryptocurrencies are out there literally bitcoin ethereum uh, cardano everything you want to know what they're actually doing versus uh, stocks i would say it's a little bit more i wouldn't want to use the word stable but it's just very different the volatility excites me in the crypto and the web3 space but and right now in the educations wise um the technology wise i would say Web3, it's very, very new and it excites me where you know how you think about 20 years ago, there is no iPhone and then it came out, iPhones, all of a sudden the innovation just kind of blow up. So I personally feel that Web3, we are just at the beginning, really, really beginning to get started. So everyone is excited and nowadays 
nobody really knows what really Web3 is. Everyone is excited to learn about it. And the technology now, everyone is building and all sorts of different ideas are coming out to build a technology. So I personally viewed it as some new ways to organize and communicate and also exchange the value itself. And what I'm saying is, for example, in crypto, right? If let's say you're holding whatever tokens right now, it's so the technology is so fast where comparing to like bank and stuff, you can literally transfer something, transfer a Bitcoin or a stable coin to someone in less than two minutes versus like being in the Web2 space. You are maybe taking a few days in order to transfer a certain amount of money. So that one kind of excites me a lot more where the new technology building right now. And you also kind of say bye to like the middleman. Now you're basically owning yourself um, you know, on your own. So that is you're able to control versus like going through, for example, uh, the bank. So that it's what I am, what excites me right now. And I see it as a very like a golden opportunity to just to learn about Web3. So it really, so just a really exciting opportunity right now. Cool. So yeah, you're saying, you know, um, crypto is, is growing a lot, like it's the beginning right now. So yes. And now they're adding Bitcoin to your 401k. Um, obviously, if, if you if you want, what do you think mm-hmm. about that? Like, is that we're 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 moving towards? Where do you see it going mm-hmm. in the future? Well, that obviously it's funny. I actually see a lot of company, believe me or not, I actually get an email um, pulling aside for 401k. Uh, a lot of company are accepting Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency to pay for their membership. So I definitely see a trend to going into that direction, to the cryptocurrency direction. Uh, literally one of the bigger genes in New York City are literally accepting cryptocurrency for their membership fee. So it's just very exciting to see how the world's moving right now. And companies, um, all these banks, I'm sorry, the 401k, it depends on the on your portfolio. They, some of them are already offering you to invest in in cryptocurrency so my opinion i i know it's very new some for the first time when i think about when i hear about bitcoin 401k i was very shocked because based on my portfolio i started in the corporate world 10 years ago most of the index funds um or anything that you invest in it's a little bit more stable like you can see it grow long term whereas crypto you, you can see it's kind of going up and down up and down but obviously in long term i believe it will definitely grow because it's it's sort of like an innovation. I feel that it is probably moving towards that, but crypto is very volatile. So I would say, I would see it as like a diversify. So don't hold 100% of Bitcoin or not just Bitcoin, like cryptocurrency. So it's just really on how you diversify. But I do see that the future is definitely moving towards adding more cryptocurrency to to your portfolio. So it's a way to, diversify uh, just i mentioned diversify your it so you're not just holding 100 percent on index fund or stocks and you might be able to put like 10 or 20 percent whatever your your portfolio is and whatever your risk taking ability is to put it into um, cryptocurrency i definitely do see that it's slowly moving towards that trend so definitely i'm also considering having um bitcoin or any sort of cryptocurrency, sort of cryptocurrency in my 401k as well. So 
who knows? Um, it's just my opinion. I believe that it's actually moving towards that trend that people are more and more open their mind to have a cryptocurrency in their investment funds and especially in their retirement as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely volatile. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's good that they give you all these options and then you can choose, you know, if you want Bitcoin or if you just want like actual dollars, you know, just yes. have the option of that. that that's cool. I, I also feel that this is personal opinion because it's very, very new. Obviously, some of the people, some people are afraid because all um, Bitcoin, Web3, they're all very, very new. It's just the education, whereas stock and index fund is already there for years. So people feel more comfortable in putting their money towards that. So that kind of goes back to, you know, the questions before at stocks. You, people, are, people are more comfortable in investing stocks and index funds just because it's out there for a while and people are already investing it. And so something new coming in and because of the volatility, people are afraid of putting their funds in. So we can start off like putting small. We obviously, whatever your risk, what's the word called? The risk at appetite. Yeah, so it depends on how much are you willing to take the risk. So maybe invest maybe 5% of your portfolio into cryptocurrency first to kind of diversify as well. So I view this as um, diversification on your portfolio. So I think it's definitely a good thing to have offer cryptocurrency in your you know, 401k. So that's just my opinion. Yeah, th thank you for that. I mean, yeah, more risk, more reward, but the key word right there is risk. So I like that. Yeah, I like that the more risk, more reward. Definitely the the more risk you're willing to take, obviously you might be able to get more reward. But sometimes, as, um, sometimes it depends. The market might be go downhill a lot more. So some people get really afraid of that. All of a sudden, your portfolio just go down like 20 or 30%, whereas stocks probably won't happen overnight um in right now so unless something happened in the financial world or crisis i'm not gonna would but usually stocks are a little bit more stable it's just looking at that you, you won't just all of a sudden go down 20 or 30 percent whereas this crypto maybe it might so it really depends on your risk appetite that you're willing to take right right okay thank you let's see amy i'm gonna throw a few facts there and then a question. So Mexican Senator Indira Campos put a, the first ATM in the Senate, the first Bitcoin ATM, just to be clear, in the Senate. Central African Republic official currency is now Bitcoin. Buenos Aires allows citizens to pay taxes with cryptocurrency and Brazil's first crypto law to regulate cryptocurrencies is now out there. So what do you think these mean for the government, for the future, and for all currencies? I'm happy to hear that, that governments are now starting to adopt it because it's one of those things like you either adopt or die. <laughs> and, you know, whether they like it or not, they won't be able to ban Web3 or I guess ban cryptocurrencies because cryptocurrency is decentralized. And I personally am really excited to see this happening because we're now in a revolution. Until today, we have never seen a stronger force or a competitor that can be uh, powerful enough to truly challenge centralized entities, or in this case, the government. So now that governments are adopting cryptocurrency, right, 
it's one of those things like if you ban it, it's going to happen anyway, and you're just going to be undercut. So now that they're recognizing it, um, for example, India, same thing. They, I think, was it a few months ago, they initially banned cryptocurrency, or they tried to. <laughs> and probably when they dug into it, they realized they couldn't. And now what they're thinking of doing is uh, setting a 1% tax on all on-ramp uh, from fiat to cryptocurrency. So that way, you know, they know that it's happening anyway. So why not le- make it legitimate and then take a some sort of income for the country? And as government begin to adopt cryptocurrency, this is good for all of us because then we have a clearer um, message or I guess, pathways of what is good and what is not good. Because when you censor something, then more people will be scammed. A a lot of uh, people that don't know anything about cryptocurrency get scammed easily from YouTube giveaways or fake people messaging you on apps or, or, or links that are fake. And all this will go rampant if the government or officials don't step in. So I think this is this is really good. Right. So it's right the boat or drown, basically, in conclusion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like most cases for, for a lot of countries. But um, China took a, a they, they flip-flopped quite a few times. Um, but last year, they, they finally put their foot down. And that was that was that was a hard band. Um, and, and in the case of uh, decentralization, we're also seeing governments pick up like CBDCs. Um, so there are different approaches that different country governments are, are taking. But um, I agree that uh, governments putting out regulations are a good notion for, for um, crypto adoption in general. I, I co-founded a KYC ML uh, company myself. Um, just to kind of address that demand um, so that government and, and banks could feel like, hey, this could be regulated and um, institutions could, can come in and, and play a role in, in Web3. Mm-hmm. So another question. So there have been recent trends about VCs turning down their investment in the space with all the rounds that were raised earlier this year. Do you think this is a good sign to stabilize the industry and focus on growth with existing startups rather than targeting untapped markets? So uh, I guess I want to clarify, when you say VCs are turning down their investments in the space, which industry are you referring to? So this is all industries, but talking about fintech and crypto and Web3. So that's interesting to know uh, because that's not the experience I'm um, observing on the ground. Uh, I've been to three conferences now back to back, and I'm learning that in the Web3 space, there's a lot of money. A lot of VCs now are starting to get in, a lot of family offices and even institutions, you know, smart money, they're all getting into Web3 now. And um, I met this uh, person from a VC one night in one of those parties, and he was like, I'm done pitching now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, isn't it the other way around? And he said, oh, in Web3, it's the opposite. Uh, There's not enough projects, not enough talent to invest in. So money is plentiful in this space. So I'm I'm surprised by that statistic. Very interesting take. Um, (laughs) I think uh, there are definitely um, a good number of projects, but 
not not a good number of them are are good projects but but i agree that there, there are a lot of money in this space that are still actively investing um like in the past weekend i, I went to this uh reality show by mad realities called proof of love and it's a web3 centric oh were you there no I mean, no I, like, i've heard about you've it. heard of it what? okay okay i mean it's just like a four or five like one month thing i i didn't watch the previous ups but i was there i guess for the finale and it was like an in-person event mm. um paradigm is a tier one v's crypto vc um put uh that's what i heard i haven't found the news on this yet but six million dollars on this um i mean it was surprising and entertaining but i i i don't know how they're gonna get their money back so far so far maybe there there are other things on the roadmap that i'm not closely following but yes there's a lot of uh, money in this space at the same event i met someone um shannon uh, i think she was part of she's part of a uh, built space um backed by yc and a16z um for uh, just onboarding developers into Web3. And I think she also started something called we, uh, W3 Crypto mm. um, that, that that also focuses on, on kind of bringing women into um, uh, Web3. So maybe there's some synergies there. Ah, frick, I, ha- I hate that word, but um, <laughs> opportunities to work together. Yeah, so I'll, I'll intro you too. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Another question for you, Amy. What specific area in the crypto industry do you think will legitimately onboard the everyday user to make it mainstream? So I am catching a trend um, and maybe more so because I used to be in HR consulting, but like Coinbase, for example, they pay their employees in crypto, kind of like how you can elect how much you want to go into your 401k plan. They allow you to elect how much you want to be paid in crypto. And I know that's becoming more mainstream now. So if you think about how crypto is just another form of investment, as more companies look to onboard or allow their employees to get paid in crypto, that could be one way to legitimately onboard everyday users. Cool. Um, I like that. Um, So one last question for you. In a male-dominated industry such as, as crypto, what advice would you give to female participants to engage with the community and any advice to young female founders. Sheng, do you want to go first? <laughs> so I think my advice um, giving to female out there to participate in this community is just really start from the scratch. Um, just like walk right in and start with a fresh mind because just at the beginning, we'd say from this podcast, we always wanted to educate yourself and just join in and join all the conferences that you're able to attend. And just for example, like Budao, they're focusing on, you know, build and rolling more women and non-binary and allies to be in their part of the community. So I know it can be a little scary, but when I strongly believe that, you know, when women come together, great things happen. So we can, we should all probably join force together and just definitely not be afraid of asking and being just being a fresh mind just come in and educate yourself and because there are people out there that wanted to help you so as long as you're open mind to come into this space just join uh, join the community that you feel very strongly um, tied to any doubt that you're really really excited to be part of it just join and start learning first and all of us in web3 are 
the space are just so open and welcoming that people just really, really want to help each other. So don't be afraid of joining. And if you're ever interested in starting a DAO, there are really so many resources out there that are willing to uh, help you. And yeah, I think just long story short, in summary, I would say just not being afraid of just coming into the space because there are a lot of people that are willing to help you here. And if you're ever feeling alone, don't be because we are already blue down, Kutolingo, we're all mainly the few governors are mainly women focused. Obviously there are still we like what Amy said before, we strongly believe that we we're not just um enrolling women. There's definitely um, we also have a few allies and males that are helping us as well. So definitely don't be afraid of stepping into this uncomfortable position if you are interested ever interested in learning Web3. Thank you, Shing. What what about you, Amy? Oh, Shing, I love you. Thanks for the shout outs again for, for Blue Dot. We love having you in Blue Dot too. And we're so, so proud, Shing, for, for you and your co-founders to, to kick off CryptoLingo. I'm super excited for CryptoLingo DAO and your Learn to an app. Uh, to answer your question, in a male-dominated industry such as crypto, what advice would we would I give to female participants or young female founders? Um, you know, I'd say I like to kind of talk about my my mother. Um, my mother was the inspiration for my sister and I to to kick off Blue Dow. And our mom, you know, she was an alpha female before being like before feminism was even a thing uh she she groomed us and raised us and you know she never made us feel like we couldn't do anything it wasn't even in our purview it wasn't even in our belief set um and i and i think that's the reason why my sister and i today we've never been afraid to pursue our dreams and that's basically what she told us just whatever you want to do just just pursue it if you if you feel like, oh, you know, this is a male-dominated industry. I'm a woman. I can do it. That's just a belief you're putting in your head, right? Everything in life is psychology. It's, it's Your reality is based on your beliefs in this world. So why would you put that limit on yourself? I like to use this quote, the only limits that you have are the limits that you set for yourself. And so for all of the women coming into this space, um, there's no reason why you can't do it. In fact, it's how you look at it, right? Potato, potato. Do you want to feel like, oh, I am the only woman in this room? Or do you want to feel like I am so special <laughs> that that makes me that makes me stand out more? The fact that I'm the only woman in this room. But then it's not just that. Now that you have made it into that boardroom, now that you have made it to that core team, how can you enable and empower other women to join you in that room and that's why we created buddha we have a community of kick-ass badass powerful women I, I can't wait for you to join us mary angela and jason you're welcome too as an ally we have so many amazing incredible women leaders in the space and when we come together we truly become a force of power um, to shake things up in the web3 space so yeah, join us in, in Blue Dao. In fact, uh, our symbol is the butterfly. And what we stand for is to empower women to turn, you know, to move away from their Web 2 jobs and turn into Web 3 ladies, colorful ladies, like a butterfly, right? You go through your own metamorphosis, whatever that might look like. You're kind of like, think of yourself as a cocoon, right? You're in a cocoon and you have to go through this process of growth 
You have to shed off the external layers of society, older identities, whatever you thought you were once uh, before, right? For me, that was, I was so proud of being an actuary in consulting, but, and it's sometimes painful to shed off older identities, but you have to go through that process to gain strength so that you can fly as a butterfly. Um, and I'll end with this because this is actually one that Xing shared with me. Um, I was going through a really, really hard time last year. Um, everything in my life was falling apart. And then Xing shared the story with me. And she said, Amy, have you heard of this story where the man walked by this cocoon? And I didn't. So here's how it goes. You know, one time a man uh, saw a cocoon struggling to get out uh, of its of its cocoon, right? A butterfly was struggling to get out of its cocoon. And so the man wanted to help it and he he tried cutting it. But because he cut that cocoon, the butterfly couldn't fly because it didn't complete its metamorphosis. Um, so in life, there will be pain, there'll be struggles, but just know that when you're going through it, you're building the strength to fly. And that is truly the um, founding story and inspiration for Blue Dow. It is the inspiration for Blue to Fly campaign by Harmony One. And I know we're now on a podcast and I just want to say thank you, Shing for being my best friend, for always being there for me. If it weren't for you, I don't know where I'd be today. I love you. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> very touching. <laughs> it's very I was like, oh. Yeah, I mean, Amy and I sort of uh, we went way back and she was supporting me. I would think going back to when I came here, English wasn't my first language. She was the one that actually helped me through, um, you know, being more confident in actually getting an interview just based on after college, you want to get a job, you know, get an internship. She was the one that helped me find the confidence to believe that I could be in the United States as well. So yeah, giving back, sharing a little bit of love in the podcast <laughs> to end this. <laughs> oh, I love that, guys. That's I awesome. love it for you and we'll definitely join. I'm excited. So anything you need from me, let me know. Okay, I speak Spanish, so, you know, and a woman, so anything you need. Yeah. Oh, we definitely need Spanish speakers as well for crypto lingo, and definitely in well in Buddha with all women empowering. So definitely, you should be you, you will be part of us as well. Yeah. Oh. Am I allowed to give advice? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. I think just realistically, from our POV, um, uh, Web three is definitely exploding really quickly. There's not always um the right talent that that um what we're looking to to hire um so uh this is like male female it's genderless alike um you just focus on um an area of expertise like find find your niche um like i met uh this girl um i mean talking to her i i, I had to humble myself um like she she works for cosmos um and and uh yeah, it was it, it's it was exhilarating meeting her. This was in Bitcoin Miami, but at a satellite event. Um, um, yeah, we, we, we could just use more of that. And uh, diversity is a great thing, um, but we also just need talented people. Um, so yeah, if it's if it's like Miranda joked about having um, if she could contribute, like if if you could explain Web three in Spanish. Uh, fluently like that yeah that's definitely something we're missing right now uh, just like find a corner and, and and start building and you're you'll, you'll find your 
uh, uh, place or people will find you and 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 create something together um uh yeah other than like go go to the conferences and go to the after parties um if you don't know where to go uh i guess reach out to amy reach out to us on on twitter i i get i get invites to some of the most wild uh, <laughs> uh after parties at these conferences mm. um yeah, I'm down, down to join you. My, my <laughs> question is, where are you two going to be? Where's your next conference? Uh, I'm really going to miss out on permissionless. Uh, um, but uh, consensus will be the next one. Yeah. Got it, got it. So for the yeah, two okay. of you uh, at Blue Dow, we offer scholarships and we sponsor uh, full travel scholarships to these conferences. Just come, oh, you know, okay. add us on Twitter or Telegram or Discord. We're, we're on, across all the different medium uh, at BLU3DAO. Uh, or feel free to follow me at Amy Dasun on Twitter. Uh, hit me up and I'm happy to connect you with my team. Um, and so, so is Shane. One clarification, uh, I think Shane mentioned earlier that um, uh, um, CryptoLingo is a, is a branch, like branched out from Blue Dow. What Would you consider it as like a sub-DAO? So we don't use the term sub-DAO because we like to remain flat and decentralized. Uh, so the way we structure ourselves with, with Blue Dow, our mandate and milestones is to onboard 1,000 women scholars around the world, launch 1,000 DAOs and 1,000 social tokens. Uh, at IFRIO, uh, with uh, collaboration of Harmony Project Y Grants, we launched uh, together collectively 14 new DAOs, of which CryptoLingo was one of them. Um, and super excited for CryptoLingo. Uh, so they will be part of our 1,000 DAO alliance. We call it the Blue, Blue Alliance. Uh, to TBD on, on, on more information on that. We're also launching our very own, um, almost like a blue accelerator program. So depending on how CryptoLingo does with their milestones, you know, we're looking to continue funding and providing support, including blue advisors um, or, or or sorts of uh, support network to help them be successful. So we're not only launching DAOs in that accelerator program we're also launching depths um and and i guess communities right but in addition to that we also have our family of DAOs. so that's the 1000 DAO alliance that CryptoLingo is part of then um in a higher level basically core functions of blue DAO is called our family of DAOs, and that's where we have our blue onboarding we have blue scholarship DAO. We have Blue DAO and Social Token Incubation. We have Blue Accelerator plus Blue Recruiting and all of our regions. So those family of DAOs uh, would be what I would say their pri primary um, goal is to serve the Blue ecosystem. So I think, Shing, you guys are still building out your, your phase one, right? And I think it depends on how well they go. They may be part of our family of DAOs. It, re it really depends on, on the strategy going forward. Very cool. Yeah, because my follow-up question was, was going to be like, because I was curious about this structure where um, I'm earning Ling and then I'm also learning Blue. So if I'm, if I'm launching something through your launchpad, like is that structure available? Uh, for for any DAOs that uh, you, you qualify? So what we're thinking, yeah, we were thinking, you know, if you're partnering up with different, obviously, DAO, that you are able to select which tokens you want to earn. Mm. I mean, that's our idea now. So in future, you know, when 
if Blue's sending people to Cryptolingo to to get some tokens before they um they are qualified to, for example, just to ask for certain scholarship or apply for a certain scholarship, so they can select that they prefer to earn Blue tokens. Whereas Lingo tokens is obviously um, depends on what we're heading to. Lingo tokens can be using for voting and also certain events that uh, hopefully eventually we're able to have certain events in certain spaces and conference. So we're still obviously that's a, like a little tokenomics thing that we're still currently right now building. So hopefully we have a little bit more structure in the future. Sounds great. Yeah. Perfect. Great to know. Um, Guys, we really appreciate you coming on this podcast. It was amazing. You guys are incredible. So thank you so much for, for your insights and, and giving us time. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Mary Angela. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mary Angela and Jason. Thank you. We'll, we'll keep in touch for sure. Definitely. We'll see you at the next conference. Oh, of course. Can't wait to meet you. Bye. The content and comments of this podcast should not be taken as alpaca providing investment, legal, and or tax advice. Every situation is different and you are encouraged to seek independent legal and investment and or tax advice. Cryptocurrency is highly speculative in nature, involves a high degree of risks such as volatile market price swings, market manipulation, flash crashes, and cybersecurity risks. Cryptocurrency is not regulated or is slightly regulated in most countries. Cryptocurrency trading can lead to large, immediate, and permanent loss of financial value. You should have appropriate knowledge and experience before engaging in cryptocurrency trading.